everything looks good for Bill O'Brien as he takes over the reins in Chestnut Hill, but there's still questions that he'll need to answer. We're going to look at all of those on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Locked on Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you all for listening. We're now into day, what, five of Bill O'Brien's official reign as the head coach at Boston College. The staff is in place. If you need the names, go over to Eagle Insider. We got them all listed out. Um, according to my sources, they probably, I think they just met for the first time as a full staff on Monday. Now the work begins. Yes, he wins the press conference. Every new coach pretty much wins the press conference unless it's a, a complete disaster. But now Bill O'Brien has the job in front of him. He has something that he has to do that no BC coach has done in the last four head coaches, which is win more than eight games. Make yourself a twenty top 25 contender. Get yourself back to the place that Tom O'Brien had this program. So he has some things that he's going to have to do. The, the landscape since BC has been a contender has changed quite a bit with NIL, the transfer portal, and the, and the constant cons- conference realignment stuff going on. Things have become a lot harder for teams like Boston College to compete. But I feel like Boston College did the right thing by bringing in a coach that can uh, compete in this in this age. Will he make BC the level of Clemson and Florida State? If you believe that, you um, have really unrealistic expectations about the future of this program. But can Bill O'Brien get BC past where Jeff Avley, Steve Adazio, and even you know, in Frank Spaziani? Absolutely. He should absolutely be a better coach than all three of those guys. That being said, we can get excited. We can get ourselves pumped up and see a brighter future in Chestnut Hill, but still have the feeling that there's going to be questions that we don't know yet. And that's the purpose of this episode. We're going to look at Bill O'Brien and what's going on so far and what he's walking into and say to ourselves, okay, what what are the question marks that are still there heading into this new regime? Because it's not all maroon and gold uh, flowers everywhere right now. So the biggest question is, I think, is how is he going to address NIL? Boston College Friends of the Heights has done an admirable job of bringing NIL to Boston College and bringing Boston College athletes into the new millennium in college sports. You know, you hear the stories, Quentin Post, Zay Flowers, Donovan Azaraku, Christian Mahogany. They've been able to put up some money to keep these guys here. And they've done it in the um, belief that there are a few things. They want guys that are recruited here to stay here and to pay them to stay here. 
And they also have like, you know, they have to do some service work to do it. You've seen the pictures. If you follow Friends of the Height on social media, they do a nice job. That being said, BC obviously is woefully behind a lot of the bigger schools. You know, they're be- they're in much better shape than Syracuse. And I'd argue they're better shape than teams like, um, you know, Wake Forest or or maybe, you know, some of these other schools that are on the same level as them. But they're still falling behind. And it seems like I would say it's an untapped potential for BC. You guys all know if you're a Boston College fan, you've got you know, some people that went to our school, went to CSOM. They're rich. They've got money. There's loads of graduates that are you know, pulling in big time money. Now, they may not have wanted to donate to the level that they could have under Jeff Halfley. Can Bill O'Brien get them to that level? Like the confidence that you brought in a head coach that for the first time seems like a serious head coach that could get this team over the hump. Can he get these donors to boost it up? Because if, as we get into the the next segment, the next question, if he can get that going, the NIL is going to need to go up too. And that next piece is recruiting. Jeff Halfley in the last couple years has watched his recruiting classes go. It was like, it's like, it's like a black diamond. It's just like going off a cliff, right? You know, the last year was that the 70 or 80th. And now he, you, if you asked him before he quit, if what what he thought about it, it was because he was going more for transfer portals and and to his credit he has i mean the transfer portal class was what 35th 40th something like that that being said you still got to do better at recruiting because even the guys that they brought in no offense to the kids that they brought in i'm not bashing them but there's no there's no four star in this group there's no guy that you're going oh this is a guy that's going to immediately compete like you got with Drew Kendall you got with um, you know, Jaden Skeet. This last year, it just felt like he ran through the motions and lost a lot of guys. I mean, as someone who covers this for Eagle Insider, a lot of guys uh, decommitted. Bill O'Brien has a chance to re- re-energize this. And he can do it in a number of ways. Now, he's talked about putting a fence around Massachusetts. We talked about that in last week's episode. I'm, I, I mean, that's fine. And I saw another R- site say that BC in order to win has to win New England recruiting. I don't agree with that at all. Bill O'Brien just needs to get the best recruits that he can. And as a guy who has worked with Tom Brady, as a guy who's worked with Deshaun Watson and Bryce Young, quarterback should be a first, like the, you know, like big area where he can excel because he can sell quite a bit. Like, even if you compare what he can compare with what Clemson's doing, Clemson has Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley runs a gimmicky college offense that, you know, TCU hasn't been able to do anything, like in terms of getting guys to the pros. Bill O'Brien runs an offense that gets guys to the NFL. Who can he go out there and get? Can he get those blue chip recruits or or quarterbacks that BC has missed on? I look at guys like Ryan Puglizzi, who went to Georgia, or um, Cole Gear, who just rec- uh, committed to Virginia, or Blake Herbert, who's committed to Clemson. These are like three local guys that just went elsewhere because they didn't want to play for BC. Because honestly, if you looked at what BC did under Halfley, the quarterback position, like, yeah, uh, Thomas Castellanos had a good year. T- Phil Jerk Jakovic had a good year too. 
but it was never consistent. And the recruiting of quarterbacks was bad. Like they, like you brought in two transfers. You brought in Chakovic. You brought in Castellanos. Emmett Moorhead it looked like he fell off a cliff in the the limited um, reps we saw this year. And then everyone else hasn't shown up yet. We haven't seen Jacoby Robinson. We haven't seen. I mean, Peter Delaportis. I is he still on the team? I don't even know. Bill O'Brien has a chance to excel there. And that's just one position. I'm just telling you, if BC can go out there and fix how they have been recruiting and get more professional and put more, they're going to have to put more money into this because recruiting is a big time thing. And it feel felt like to me that BC didn't, the school itself didn't put the right um, finances into what it takes to recruit at the college level. I'm not expecting them to fly helicopters in like Mike Norvell does. But BC can do more than what they've done. They can spend more money. They can make things more appealing for BC. And and honestly, like some of the things that they could do, they haven't done. And I'll tell you what those are in just a moment. Now, LinkedIn is... Excuse me. Now, if you are in the place to make a hire for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for your role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does it all while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Over 2.5 million small businesses are using LinkedIn right now for hiring, and you need to be part of that. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked On BCAJ Black. Thank you all who have joined Eagle Insider. And if you have not checked out Eagle Insider, I really recommend that you go over to the site right now. We've got a baseball writer, Skip McCarty, who's really into baseball. We've got Beacon Street Ball. We've got BC Hockey Blogger, Mitch. I mean, we've put together an army of excellent BC writers. You're not going to find it anywhere else. And I love it. Um, and I love bringing them aboard because we are able to, you know, bring in some of the best names in, in, in BC sports. So check that out. So that's up on Eagle insider. Now I was talking about recruiting and one simple thing that I, I, I thought of that I was like, what the heck is BC doing? Um, there's a few things that they've just kind of like let go. And one is just their social media presence. Do you guys remember the time when Joe Sullivan was the director of recruiting and he'd put up those Rick Ross gifs every time they got a, a, a commitment fans would go berserk and the recruits loved it. It was a big deal and yeah, it's Twitter and that's one thing, but folks, college high school recruits live on social media. They see all this stuff. So when they see Dave Doran having that red light thing that goes off every time they get a commitment or, you know, Lane Kiffin doing something or whatever, they, they love that crap. And you may think it maybe you're an older person and you're like whatever, but you have if you're if you want to recruit, 
you can't go out to 18-year-old kids and say, oh, we're better than that because this is not what our program stands for and blah, 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 because that's what I've heard. And I think that's nonsense because you need to sell your program in as many ways as you can. And yes, you may do a great job head to head when you get them on campus or face or, or on, on, on uh, Zoom calls or phone calls or whatever. But social media is also a big piece. They lo- the kids love to share that stuff. And the fact that BC for the last two plus years have not done any of that. If you looked at Jeff Halfley, who deleted his Twitter when he went to the Packers, because that could tell you what he thought of it, what they had done for commitments, it was nothing. They did nothing. They did. They had their graphic designs people make the graphics for the kids, which is great. But that's only part of it. You need to make it into like a big deal. Like I do it. I do it almost for the team when I do my my wire gifs. Fans get excited for that stuff. And the recruits get excited and it gets more people going like, oh, wow, Boston College has some stuff going on. So I hope BC does that. I'm a little worried because half of the staff doesn't seem to have social media. Bill O'Brien, Dan O'Brien, um, there's a few, uh, Will Lawing, the new offensive coordinator. So I'm a little worried about that. But they've got some guys out there that I think will. And I think that's a big piece of this. Like, it's a simple thing you can do. They can really elevate it because you see like Fran Brown everywhere on Twitter right now. He's everywhere for Syracuse. Bill O'Brien needs that presence as well. You need a you need a moniker like the get in stuff was corny, but hey, it sells to kids. So that kind of stuff, along with what you can sell with your program, being a NFL caliber program with NFL caliber coaches that have been in the NFL, like Will Law, you know, all of these guys, Tim Lewis. That's all important stuff, but you need the whole package. So I want to say that's important. You know, I think too, BC, and I don't know if it's a money thing, but the month of January is a big month for recruiting. And under Jeff Halfley, they never had anyone. I, like Literally, they had one person on campus. And when I asked a, a scouting director who covers BC for my site, I mean, for our, our network, he's like, do you want to go to Boston in the month of January? Which valid point, right? Boston's a like it's gross during the winter, but people are going to Rutgers, people are going to Penn State, they're going to Syracuse, they're going to all these other you know northern schools, Illinois, Indiana. So why doesn't BC do that? Like why why so like missed opportunities are things that Bill O'Brien has to pick up. And honestly, as I said, some of this is money stuff. Like BC has to pay for this. And hopefully we heard that that's going to happen. So that's a big question. Will BC fork over the money to take all of this work to the next level? That's a big question. And then my final question is, how is the staff going to roll out? A lot of big, a lot of interesting names on here. Um, Jeff Comision is um, obviously someone BC fans should know if you follow along for a while. You know, Dan O'Brien's a son of Tom O'Brien. A lot of names that aren't familiar. How will they work on the recruiting trail? How will they work on the field? I'm interested to see how Tim Lewis is going to be able to kind of manage this defense and get them back where they need to be. These are just some questions in just in the first week that have popped up already. I have all the faith that the staff is going to figure this stuff out. And I'm really encouraged that maybe the school is going to help them with the financial piece that could have limited them from answering some of these questions. But there's still things we're going to have to find out about. And in our final segment, 
we're going to move away from football and talk about all the great things that happened on campus this weekend because it was an awesome weekend for BC sports. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. It's all easy. You can if you're thinking like you're thinking combine points for Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, you could find that over under in their games. Got it. Just all you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black. We're wrapping things up by talking about an awesome weekend for BC sports. Not only did you get Bob, Bill O'Brien, I call him Bob, <laughs> Bill O'Brien taking over the roles uh, as head coach at BC, but the the on the court and on the field and rink play this weekend was top notch. Women's hockey, they smoked. I forget who they played this weekend, but I saw they were winning by a lot, and I want to make sure I shout them out. Men's basketball had a big game against Miami. Miami, if you were to look at the projected ACC tournament rankings, is ranked one ahead of BC. And BC needed a big game. And I, if you were to tell me who it was going to come from, I would have never have guessed Mason Madsen. But Mason Madsen had 25 points, a career high, shot seven three-pointers, and hit some big shots down the stretch. Again, there's no better story. As much as you want to talk about Quentin Post having a big year, there's no bigger story than, than Mason Madsen right now. This is a guy that after last season, most fans just basically wrote off because he had a miserable first year after transferring in from Cincinnati. He was brought in as a three-point specialist who could not shoot a three-pointer. The offseason news leaked that he had an autoimmune dis- disorder that caused him a lot of pain last year, which gave us some good context of why he was struggling. He got some treatment for it, felt better. And this year has become one of the best offensive weapons for BC. And as Beacon Street Ball said on our podcast, on our show, I uh, sorry, our website this week, this week, he is one of the he is possibly the best player that BC has right now because he does so many different things. He spreads the ball out. He makes it easier for guys like Quinton Post and Devin McLaughlin. And it just feels so good to watch a guy like Mason Madsen, a guy who went through his drama, his his trials and tribulations last year, who'd fought through some personal things that happened to him. To come out and do th- what he did on Saturday is great. Now, for Boston College, that win is is the first step of what could be really good because now BC has a path ahead of them where they could really make a run in the ACC tournament. And folks, a run to the NIT is not out of the question. Heck, if they were to win out, they're in position to potentially still make the tournament. They gotta they gotta win out though. And and yes, that's probably not going to happen. But the path is there. Again, the path is back. The path is back. So the win over Miami in front of a rowdy crowd with students dressed in their best CSOM gear, they they took care of Miami, and that was a big, big win. Big win. Now they get to try to get revenge against Florida State. They're on their way to Tallahassee for Tuesday night's matchup against the Seminoles. Again, they lost a very close game to the Knolls last time. If they can continue to play like they did against Miami, they can win that game. 
folks, this team is not dead. As much as it feels like it, we ride the wins and losses of this team pretty hard, and I get it. But they're in decent shape right now, and it feels good. It feels like they are taking that step forward. I was just saying about that a couple weeks ago. What didn't feel like it? But they're starting to hit the right gear again, and that's positive. Next, let's talk a little bit about men's hockey, who is the number one team in the country right now. Unanimously, all 50 votes go to the Eagles after they swept number 10 UMass in a home-and-home. UMass needed this game, one of these games, badly. And BC went to Amherst and blew them out five to one in the first game and then rallied. They, they jumped out to an early, watched it slip and then rallied to win six to four on Sunday. Now the best story of this whole weekend was that Ryan Leonard, who I believe was originally committed to UMass, who's from Amherst scored five goals this weekend. Um, I, I saw some stuff online about UMass fans. They're chirping about the refs and blah, 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 blah. I got to say, I low-key love the the growing um, rivalry between the fans of BC and UMass. They get so nasty at each other, which is great because BC's beaten UMass eight times in a row now. It's not even been really much of a of a rivalry, but the BC ends up leaving this weekend with a lot of angry UMass fans who are mad at the refs and they're mad at everything. But BC beat them on Sunday. They controlled that game for seventy five percent of that game. It wasn't the refs. It was BC beating them. And now they're controlling their own destiny. They're playing like a team that is a national championship. That should be a national champion. They're playing like a team that should win the Hockey East. Now they got an, I think they have a home and home against Vermont this weekend, um, which is never easy because you have to travel. But you have that freshman line of Gabe Peralt, Ryan Leonard, and Will Smith that are playing incredible. Katagati is playing incredible. This team is is elite right now, folks, and we'll talk more about them this week. I'm going to try to get BC Hockey Blogger back on, but um, we'll we'll talk more about that later. And then finally, baseball. Baseball is back. New head coach Todd Intertonado takes over as BC heads headed to headed to uh, bleh, Arizona for the MLB Inter Invitational. They played three games. They played against Ohio State, which they won. They I think they won nine to two. They lost a close one to Kansas State, which they, they rallied back, but they just couldn't get enough. Uh, and then on Sunday, they defeated, I'm totally blanking who they defeated, Cal, sorry, in a in a 12 to 10 matchup. So two out of three, that's probably as best as you can ask for. Uh, and you saw some good hitting. You saw a lot of bunts. <laughs> I guess that's Internet's his style. Um, but they, they ended up, you know, doing what they need to do. And you lost to Kansas State, but they're a top 25 team. So it's not a big, big loss. So an excellent weekend for BC sports. And finally, like after this weekend, doesn't it feel good to be a BC fan again? I, I felt like it. So thank you all for listening. We're going to wrap things up. I'll be back again tomorrow for another episode. We're going to talk more about the new football coach. We'll talk about everything going on with the Eagles. I'm assuming the new head, uh, the new coaching staff will probably be announced in the next 24 hours. We'll um, recap everything that goes on with that and everything in between. So thank you for making Locked On Boston College your first listen, for following me on Twitter at AJBlack247, and being an Eagle Insider VIP. If you're that, I love each and every one of you. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you again tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Boston College, your team every day.